Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, no matter how many years we've been praying, We still have more to learn. I have more to learn to be more effective. But I've learned two simple things, and I want to remind you. Don't make your prayers complicated. Make them simple. Make them honest. Just say what you want to say to God. Simple, honest. The concept of prayer and praying seems so esoteric. We see where Jesus seems like he's always praying and God does dramatic things through him. We think that God could never use us like that. We're so flawed and afraid. As Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Luke, we'll get an idea of what kind of prayer is acceptable to God. We'll also see the results of Jesus praying for himself and his disciples. One of the hallmarks of Jesus' prayers was their simplicity. He plainly asked for what he wanted. He was also honest. We'll learn the importance of both. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message, FaceTime with God, Our Father. Those of you that don't, it's kind of what we would call a video call. You can do it on your iPad, your iPhone, whatever, that kind of a thing. And the amazing thing is you're on the line with somebody, and it doesn't matter where they're at, as long as they have the internet and they have an Apple product, you can talk to them, you can see them, you can switch it around. So Linda and I, when we go on mission trips a lot all over the world, we love to FaceTime our kids and our grandkids specifically. And up in the top, you just push that little button and it doesn't get my face. It gets where we're at, whether we're in Singapore or Asia or China or Thailand, and the grandkids get to see all that place. Notice something when you're on FaceTime. What you see is what you get, baby. Now, sometimes people don't answer their FaceTime. You know Why? Because they don't have their makeup on. Nobody's going to see me without my makeup on. (laughs) Give me a break. Now, FaceTime is very simpler to prayer. It's very, very, well, pretty much automatic. It's automatic. And see, we're going to talk that because our teaching this morning is FaceTime with God. What's that look like? You know, when you FaceTime with God, he never fails to answer. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. And what you think he doesn't know, he already knows, and he'll still talk to us. That's amazing. So we're going to see what that looks like as we go through. Now, this has to do with one thing, basically prayer. Prayer is FaceTime. And I want you to write the first thing down. Prayer is a two-way conversation with God. Now, as you begin to see that, 
Understand that Jesus has been walking with his disciples a little over two years. And they ask him an interesting question. And they actually ask him to do something. Look at verse 1, Luke 11. Look at your Bibles. Here we go. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. Now, why would the disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray? Well, they'd been watching his life, and they knew that God and Jesus, through prayer, were somehow connected. And that forwarded the ministry of Jesus, made it incredibly effective. So Jesus not only was a teacher about prayer, he's going to do that for us this morning, But he modeled it. And when they saw that, Jesus would pray to his father. He would FaceTime his father in every situation in life, all kinds of situations. Remember one time, before he chose his disciples, he prayed, he FaceTimed with God all night long. And then, you remember, we talked about it a few weeks ago, there were 5,000 men, probably twelve to 15,000 people, and Jesus said, well, I'm going to feed him. Bring me the five loaves and the two fishes. And what the, where the next thing that Jesus did? He prayed to the Father, and he fed all of those people. And then, as the disciples knew Jesus' prayer habits, he would like to go to a place. Whenever he was in Jerusalem, this is his favorite place to pray. And this is in Israel. When we go to Israel, we'll go again in the fall, uh, actually in August. When you see this, Whenever Jesus was in Jerusalem, this is where he would go, and he would pray. Now, you know, the night before he was crucified, where was he? In the Garden of Gethsemane. And what was he praying? Not my will, but your will. And what were the disciples doing? Exactly. And it hurt Jesus a lot on the worst night of his whole life, they were sleeping. So prayer is a big deal to us, and it's a big deal to God. And that's why the disciples finally just said, look, we don't get it. Teach us about prayer. See, a lot of people think prayer is just natural. It's no big deal. You know how to pray. And that reminds me of this story. A couple of guys were talking, and one of them said, I I really believe in prayer. And his friend said, I had no idea that you knew how to pray. Do you really pray, not just believe in it? Do you really pray? And the man said, well, of course I do. And the friend replied, I bet you don't even know the Lord's Prayer by heart. The man, he says this, if you can recite it, I'll give you 20 bucks right now. And the man said, no problem. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray in the Lord. My soul to keep. The other man said, you shocked me. I didn't know you knew the Lord's Prayer. (laughs) He gave him 20 bucks. (laughs) Some of you go, what's funny about that? You don't know the Lord's Prayer. (laughs) So we're going to see with that. See, we have to be taught the Lord's Prayer. Now, here's the first thing, second thing to write down this morning. Lord, 
They said, teach us to pray. What does that mean? Praying is learned. Now, many call this the Lord's Prayer, just kind of a habit, because Jesus taught on it. It isn't the Lord's Prayer. It's the disciples' prayer. It's, it's how we pray. And the Lord's Prayer is actually in John 17. We're not going there this morning. Now, it's okay to pray this prayer that we're going to learn this morning, kind of verbatim. It's okay to do that. If you do that, there's a danger, though, of rote memory. And so what you're going to see, Jesus actually warned against that. Nothing wrong with once in a while just quoting the Lord's Prayer. Fine. But see, prayer shouldn't be that way. So here's what we're going to learn this morning. Jesus says this. Here is the blueprint of principles. So we're going to uncover principles of prayer. Not something for you to memorize and quote. Nothing wrong with that doing it from time to time. But we're going to go through this and see how that looks as we go. This blueprint, this pattern of prayer, are principles. And Luke's version is a little shorter than Matthew's. So I will add once in a while a little bit of Matthew's from chapter 6 on that prayer. Now look at verse 2. And he said to them, so Jesus is going to begin teaching. Here, Here are the principles. Here are the principles. When he said to them, circle this, when you pray. He didn't say if. He said when you pray. So here's the next thing to write. Not only is prayer... Something I have to learn how to do, but prayer, praying, must be practiced. It doesn't do any good to say, oh, I know about prayer, but we don't pray. Psalm 27, 8. My heart says of you, here's where I got my idea for the Facebook, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will see. You see, no matter how many years we've been praying, we still have more to learn. I have more to learn to be more effective. But I've learned two simple things, and I want to remind you. Don't make your prayers complicated. Make them simple. Make them honest. Just say what you want to say to God. Simple, honest. You see, if you're a parent, and you've probably experienced this, you wake up in the middle of the night, one of the younger kids are crying, and you go into the bedroom, and you know you don't have to even take a temperature. You just touch that head, and that, that head is super hot, 105. Are you going to pray the Lord's Prayer over them? No, what are you going to do? God, help! And you mean it. So be careful. Simple is better. Face-to-face, FaceTime, FaceTime. You're not giving a quote from somebody. Hi, honey, I'm on vacation. Good to see you. Let me quote this to you. I don't think so. You're going to talk from your heart. And that's what simply prayer is. Now, this prayer is divided into two things. Here's the first one to write. It's acknowledging who God is, who we're praying to, and about his character and his authority. So write it down this morning. First, Jesus starts with the Father. First, we acknowledge God our Father with respect and praise. One of the problems we do when we pray, we have a bad habit of immediately going to ask for something instead of acknowledging who we're talking to. We're talking to God. So first, we acknowledge God our Father. Now watch how Jesus does this. Look at verse 2 again. When you pray, say, Father. Now many people who are not believers, 
they ask this. You hear them all the time. Is the big man upstairs in the sky? And they don't know what else to say. They're being honest because they say this. Is there anybody up there that cares about me? Is there anybody up there? If I pray, they'll hear me? Well, Jesus says, of course there is. Notice, when you pray, say, Father. Well, who is there? Well, God's there. The Father. He's there. He's in heaven. Jesus says, call him your Father. Now, all through the service today, you probably get tired of it. But understand, you don't want to ever get tired of this key. Can I challenge you? We're not here to play church. You're going to learn from God this morning. I want you to understand your heavenly father is listening and wants to be praised this morning. Not from our mouth, but from our hearts. This is not a game. Our world is worse than we've ever seen it. Let's stop playing church. Some of you just come every week and you get in this routine. No, let's get out of the routine. Let's get it into our hearts this morning. Amen. All right. Now, understand he's a perfect father who wants to spend time with you. Prayer is really to get to know God. The more you FaceTime somebody, you get to know them because you're watching. Their, it's way better than texting. You can't tell what they mean by texting or an email. Capital letters, they're angry at me. You can tell if they're angry at you, baby, very easily by looking them in the face. Now, we don't see God, his face, but he sees everything about us. But we get to see what his character is from Jesus telling us these things. Watch what he says. When you pray, look at verse 2, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed means set apart. There's no one like you, God. You're worthy to be praised. So we are to honor and revere God, his name. And we do that by obeying him. So we start out acknowledging who God is, his character. And you'll see in a moment the authority he has, which allows us to get the things that we need to do life with. God is the one true God, the creator of everything. There's no one else like our God. First Samuel says this. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. So Jesus says, when you start your prayers, it doesn't happen every time, of course. You're in an accident. You're not praying, God, our Father. You're just praying because you know it always do go, goes to God. Now, remember prayer. Prayer goes to God, but it goes through Jesus. You don't have to get formal with it. Jesus in your, you know what, it goes right to, they're three, they're one, they're three, they're one. It doesn't make sense to us, but they are. But our prayers go, and there's only one mediator. There's only one mediator, and that's Jesus Christ. He's, he's our bridge to God. So that's the one that listens to us. Now, so Jesus says, address your prayers like I did to my Father. So here's what you want to write next. It matters. Why did Jesus say this? Because it matters who we pray to. There's millions and millions and millions of people today across our world that pray to an idol, something that is not alive. It can't hear. It can't speak. This is not new. The children of Israel had trouble with it. 
That's why in the Ten Commandments, you'll have no other God before you. Don't make anything an idol. So understand when you pray to an idol, can't hear, can't see, can't touch, can't do a thing for it. If this was an idol this morning, the podium, can't do anything. You can pray all you want. Now, when you watch those people pray, they're crying. They're, they're really hurting. They're asking. I was watching something in Japan the other day and watching the, there was a race coming. They were just praying for protection on the race. And every single person in the race, all the young athletic people, whatever, they're all bowing down and just praying. They're praying to the ground. They're praying to a bead. They're praying to a, And I'm thinking, man, they're so sincere, but they're clueless. It matters who you pray to. Now, it isn't just an idol. At the end of all of our services, we have prayer counselors down here, except for communion week. You have a need this morning. Please come down and be prayed for. Now, those people are not God, but they're going to pray to God for you. You can come to me and say, Pastor Mark, I want you. You're special. I am not special. I'm a man just like you. Can I do better than you going directly to God? No. The only time we can do is kind of encourage you with faith a little bit. You understand? So understand, you don't pray to people. You don't pray to Mary. You don't pray to Mark. You don't pray to an elder, to a pastor, to a person. You pray directly to God in the powerful name of Jesus. It matters who you're praying to. So see, if I start with God, that gives me a lot of hope because he's the all-knowing, all-powerful God. If you start with me, your prayers are useless. Forget it. It's over with. Now, Notice what you read there. Hallowed be your, circle the word, name. In those days, the name is different than now. Name today to our kids, ooh, that's a cool one. No one's got that name. I'm picking that name right there. You don't have any idea what it means. Probably means nothing in English. You know how English is. But in those days, name basically meant this, the character of someone. So in the Bible, there's many names for God. And I want to just give you these three names today, because maybe you need one of these. There's many, many names. One year, we'll do a whole series on the names of God. Jehovah Rapha. That means the Lord, our healer. Maybe this morning you need healing. Spiritually, physically, emotionally. Jehovah Rapha. That's who you're praying to. He's our healer. Next, Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. Every good, every perfect gift comes from God. You need something? We'll get to that later. That's one of the prayers we're encouraged to ask God about. And last, big one, Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is our peace. That word shalom, well-being, everything's fine together. So we see this amazing character of God. Now, look at the rest of verse 2. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your, your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Now, that's strange for us because we don't live in England or Scotland. Your kingdom come. What does that mean? Well, it means that the kingdom, the king reigns, rules, the one in charge. So this verse says that God has a purpose for us. We started with praise. Now we're to our purpose. He has a purpose for us. A kingdom is the place where a king rules with authority. Now that kingdom of God has a current role right now, present reality 
and something in the future. Let me give you those quickly. You don't need to write them down. Just think about this. When I pray God's kingdom come, we all know that eventually this world is going to end. Jesus is going to come back to this earth. And so this is a prayer that just reminds us one day that one day all of these crazy things. Are you looking forward to the day when justice finally arrives? Well, it's not going to be until Jesus comes. So when I'm praying for your kingdom come, I'm saying to God, I'm a pilgrim. I'm just traveling through. Hallelujah. I'm going to a better place. By the way, our father who is in heaven, where are you going if you're a Christian? Home. You're going home. This is not our home. And when you get there, by the way, there's no ISIS. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now, when you think about this, so this simply means this. You know, you noticed the paper yesterday. I just got back from Belgium a few weeks ago. Did you see what Belgium, never basically in the history of Belgium, they were on imminent alert, told everybody stay home. Why? Because there's ISIS people in their, in their cities. They don't know what to do with it. Lord, help us. I'm looking for the day when Jesus rules instead of Satan rules this earth. Now, that will not happen until Jesus comes back again. Don't think it's, don't think, well, we're going to vote somebody in here and over in Europe, they're going to vote somebody in. Mm, No, will never happen. The only person that can rule perfectly is God. By the way, he's coming to rule perfectly. This earth is going to be changed. So when I pray in your kingdom come, I'm not saying, I just want to get out of here right now. You're praying, God, I want you to come because there's hope for this world. And I'm just traveling through. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm praying for it. But there's a bigger part. When I pray your kingdom come, What did I say a kingdom is? It's where the king rules. Stop and ask yourself this morning. Does Jesus rule in your life right now? Is he in charge of your life right now? See, when we allow Christ to rule our lives, when you became a Christian, you gave up the right to rule your life. He is the one ruling. And that's the problem, because some people say, maybe you're here today, and you're not a Christian yet, and you say, Pastor Mario, are you kidding me? If I turn the control of my life over to God, it's going to be restrictive and boring, and I I don't want to do that. That's 100% wrong. When you turn your life over to God and let him rule and reign with you and live in you, it's the best lifestyle in all the world. Satan is such a great deceiver, such a great deceiver. So don't miss the point. Our Father wants to bless us every single day. That's because God is a... I gave you time. Here we go. God wants to bless us every day. That's because God is a good, good Father. As we learn to pray in the same manner and with the same attitude as Jesus did we will begin to see God use us more. Though a seemingly daunting prospect, we can rest secure in the knowledge that this is God's plan for us. He who has called us will also give us the strength to obey His commands. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. 
In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. The next message will find us continuing in the Gospel of Luke. Pastor Mark will continue teaching about what Jesus taught about prayer. We will learn what kind of prayers please God as well as those that will find Him less than accommodating. We'll also be reminded how much God loves us and wants the very best for us. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.